I want to take a second to share with you all my favorite snack company. You know how sometimes you're not sure if you want sweet or salty and you kind of want something that accomplishes both in one bite? For me, that's when I always grab the peanut butter chocolate bites from Raw Eddie's. Raw Eddie's was founded by a dear friend of mine, Caitlin, who wanted a treat that also powers your brain. Raw Eddie's snacks are vegan and gluten-free with adaptogens to boost your brain health. I personally love the peanut butter bites, but also the chocolate chip cookies. They are perfectly soft. Try your new favorite snack at raweddies.com. That's R-A-W-E-D-D-Y-S dot com and use Sideline Edit for 20% off your entire order. Happy snacking. You're listening to a 58 Ember production. Hey everyone, I'm your host Emily and welcome to Sideline Edit. Here I'll be curating and breaking down what's trending in the world of sports on and off the field. I'll leave you with just the right amount of information so that you can join in on any sports conversation and not feel totally lost. You'll know what the big game of the week was, what event to be on the lookout for next, what team is hot, who had the best game day fit, because trust me, the game day fashion is elite. And I'll also just be filling you in on who some of these main characters are so that you can get a better understanding of why I and so many other people out there are just so obsessed with the world of sports. And I always say I truly think sports are the best reality TV out there. And so I'm excited for you to see that too. Thanks for tuning in. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sideline Edit. It is officially Super Bowl week, so we have a lot to dive into. And with it being Super Bowl week, 98% of this episode will be about the Super Bowl, but with it being the beginning of February, we are about to start the F1 season. Formula One starts this month. And this past week, we had maybe the biggest news in Formula One in the past like decade or so. And so I feel like I have to touch on that first. So let's dive into F1 real quick, and then we will be diving into all things Super Bowl. If Formula One is new to you, you've never heard of it, totally fine. I got you. But if you even know a little bit about it, then you know who Lewis Hamilton is. Lewis Hamilton is a current British F1 driver. Lewis Hamilton is the GOAT. He is basically the Tom Brady of Formula One. He has all the biggest records in Formula One. He is a seven-time driver's world champion. He has the most wins, the most pole positions, which is the best qualifying, the most podiums, and so much more. And so he really is the best of the sport. He currently is a Mercedes driver. He has been there since 2013 after leaving McLaren to come to Mercedes. 
But the big news that we got this past week is that he is leaving Mercedes to drive for Ferrari in 2025. And so we are obviously starting the 2024 season. So he is finishing out this season with Mercedes and then going over to Ferrari for 2025. And again, I'm going to relate this to football because Lewis Hamilton and the team principal at Mercedes, Total Wolf, they are like Bill Belichick, Tom Brady. They are the most successful driver team duo in the sports history. And many people, including myself, assumed that Lewis would retire with Mercedes and just be at Mercedes for the rest of his career. He is almost 40, one of the older drivers on the grid. And so it made sense for him to just retire there. And so going to Ferrari is a shock. I think a lot of people in the F1 world was extremely shocked by this and it coming at this time in particular. But something Ferrari will always have on their side is that when it comes to F1, Ferrari is the most iconic team. When drivers have a chance to go to Ferrari, they take it. It is just that childhood dream. It is the most iconic, oldest team in the sport. They get special funding because they are Ferrari. It is just on a different level than no other team can ever on. And Lewis said that one of his childhood dreams was to be in that Ferrari red. And so this is giving him the chance to do that. With him joining the team, he will be joining one of their current drivers, Charles Leclerc. Their other driver, Carlos Sainz, is out now because Lewis took that spot. And so, like I said, this is just a huge, huge shakeup. But With F1, we have been saying that this upcoming season is silly season, and we are embarking on this. And so the reason we're calling this silly season is because so much can change. So, so much is going to change with the drivers and everything this upcoming season. So there are 20 total drivers in F1, 10 teams. Each team has two drivers. At the end of this season, this 2024 season, 14 out of those 20 drivers have contracts that are ending. Whereas this past season, we only had one. We only had one driver that we were unsure about. And the drivers this season are the same drivers for the same teams that we had last season. And now the fact that we have 14 drivers that we don't know where they're going to be after this season is just so, so much room for change. And even people that have contracts, contracts can be broken And so just having this much opportunity from teams to switch everything up, it is going to be a wild, silly season. And I am so excited to dive into it at the end of the month when we have our first race pause pin in F1 for now. Let's move on to the Super Bowl, but I just, I can't wait. The Super Bowl is upon us and... I've been trying to think about where to go with this episode because there's just so much with these teams, this matchup. And I think the reason that there's so much is because these are just two such star-studded teams. I mean, these teams just have 
like all the big names on them in every position. You just have iconic, best of the league, best in history in some cases with the players and the coaches and everything of these two teams. It is just so iconic and it just makes so much sense that these are the two teams that are going to be playing each other in the Super Bowl. And I always try to give you the main storyline of what is happening. Like, what is everybody talking about? We know that it is a rematch of the 2020 Super Bowl where they played each other. This is the second time these teams are playing each other in the Super Bowl within the past few years. And so with that, since the Chiefs won that Super Bowl, we have that revenge storyline. The 49ers want to come back, win that Super Bowl that the Chiefs ran with from them. And so a little bit of recap of that last Super Bowl. The 49ers basically were leading the game the entire time until the last quarter when the Kansas City Chiefs scored 21 unanswered points. And so it was a tough loss. And the 49ers love their revenge games. We got to see that with the rematch of last year's NFC Championship earlier in the season when they played the Eagles. And that game was all about revenge, rematch, getting back, getting that win that they did not get last time. And so for them, like that is... The underlying motivation is that they want, obviously, to win the Super Bowl, but this is the rematch moment, the redemption moment from their last time in the Super Bowl. The same team, they want to get that win. Whereas I feel like the Chiefs storyline is that they can't be count out. You can never count them out of anything, no matter what, whether they're down, whether they're underdogs, don't count this team out. I feel like it's their storyline. And it's interesting because it's almost this fight over who actually is the underdog in this game, because both of these stories kind of show each of the teams as the underdog compared to the other one. And technically, The Chiefs are the underdog. The 49ers are favored by two points. And so that is a very close call there. But technically, the Chiefs are the underdog. And it's interesting because the 49ers have been favored to win every game this entire season, now including the Super Bowl. So the 49ers have gone into every single game this year as the one projected to win. And they didn't have an undefeated season, so obviously they did not win all of their games. Whereas Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, they like being the underdogs. I think they like having everyone's against us, like in their mind. They kind of thrive off of that. And so with them not having home field advantage earlier this year, that was like a big storyline for Patrick being like, I can go into these other stadiums and win. I can go to Buffalo and I can win. And it's just this kind of like underdog mentality of don't count us out. We will still show up and win. And this might be a little bit of a hot take, but to me, that that bugs me a little bit. It rubs me the wrong way because when you have Patrick Mahomes, who has been a starter for six years in the NFL... In four of those six years, you go to the Super Bowl. You have won multiple Super Bowls, won obviously multiple AFC championships. Like at some point, 
I can't say that you're an underdog. I can't buy that anymore, that you are an underdog because your record in the postseason is historic. And I feel like the underdog like messaging, everybody wants to be the underdog. Everybody wants to be the team that surprisingly wins, that comes back, that people count it out. And even the 49ers, who technically are the favorite, they're the ones that didn't win last time. They're the ones that are playing for revenge. So they have a little bit of that underdog story. And so going into this game, both of these teams have that passion. They have that underlying thing that they are fighting for. And granted, I know this is a hot take, but I think the 49ers think that they're fighting for it. The revenge to me is a little bit more convincing. Whereas I feel like the Chiefs are playing more for we are the best. Like we actually are that team that we say we are, that historically it shows that we are. It's almost like just layering on, no, we're actually really historic. Not just historic, really historic. And I kind of sat down and was trying to think objectively. And I feel like you've seen analysts do this the past week since we've known it was going to be these teams. Like, who has the better team? Because truly, these are star-studded teams on every side of the ball. And in so many areas, they are the best. These two teams are the best. And so I started going through offense, defense, quarterback, kicker, coaches. Like, who on each team is better? Like, which one is decisively, oh, that team is stronger. And at this point, you probably know that I am rooting for the 49ers. I am an NFC fan. I like the 49ers. I've been rooting for them for quite some time as the team that I like is not a strong NFC team. Obviously, we all know I'm rooting for them. But when I go through, you know, defense compared defense, offense compared offense, quarterback compared quarterback, kicker comparing kicker, in a lot of these situations, in my mind, the Chiefs are better. Like thinking about the kicker, having a good kicker is obviously such a difference maker since they score points for you. And the Chiefs kicker is so good. And we don't talk about that enough. But having that, having that backup of knowing, oh, if we don't score a touchdown here, we can trust that our kicker is still going to give us points. That is huge. And with these matchups, Chiefs kicker, better. When you think about coaching, Andy Reid is more experienced. He has won those Super Bowls. Granted, later in his career and his first Super Bowl win was this 2020 game, but just has more experience on his side. Similarly with the quarterbacks, I think Brock Purdy does not get the credit that he is due, but if you think about experience, you can't say that someone who's been to the Super Bowl four times is not in a better situation to win versus somebody who got drafted last in the draft in 2022 and now is in the Super Bowl two years later. Again, I want the 49ers to win. I think they can win. I do think that they are the talented enough team that they can win. But when you start comparing each thing from each teams, you see why the Chiefs are there. Like it makes sense. And so I think that's why this underdog storyline kind of bothers me because I'm like, you're not actually the underdog. Granted, they had more losses this season. They are not a number one seed like the 49ers are, but they have 
all the tools to win this game. All of the weapons in the league, truly. And so that is my not-so-quick feelings about this general storyline, this general idea of these teams and what this matchup is going to look like, what the media is talking about going into this game. If you follow Sideline Edit on Instagram, you know I am obsessed with the Huga House hats. They are the perfect, and I mean perfect, oversized, trucker-style, vintage-inspired hats that are the best quality. You probably know that I have multiple of these hats at this point. They also have these super cozy, vintage-inspired t-shirts, and they're just the best of the best. Not only do I wear these hats, but also people like Aaron Rodgers, Nastia Lugan, and Josh Allen have been seen wearing these hats because they're just that good. Go ahead and try them out for that perfect oversized fit. It's just that casual vibe that when you want to have a hat day, this is the hat that I always reach for. To give my favorite hat a try, head over to hugahouse.com. That's H-U-E-G-A-H-O-U-S-E dot com and use the code SIDELINE for 15% off your order. And when you get your hat and you're obsessed, tag me because I want to see which one you got. And now I kind of want to run through just some of these notable players, notable people involved in these organizations, as well as some interesting fun facts. So let's do a quick run through of just some of these stars for each of these teams. I mean, just a quick run through of some of these stars that the 49ers have. George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Eric Armstead, Fred Warner, Trent Williams, Chase Young, Nick Bosa, Brock Purdy, Debo Samuel, Kyle Juszczyk, Dre Greenlaw, Christian McCaffrey. All these people that are notable, notable players in the league. With the Chiefs, some of their stars, obviously Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, Creed Humphrey, Richie James, Willie Gay, Noah Gray, Isaiah Pacheco, Rasheed Rice, all people that stars, star-studded teams. For the Chiefs, we have Andy Reid. He has been a head coach in this league since 1999. He was head coach with the Philadelphia Eagles, 99 to 2012, and then he's been with the Chiefs since 2013. He has won three Super Bowls in his career, two as head coach for the Chiefs, and then one as an assistant coach. Like I said, his first Super Bowl victory was 2020. And I feel like of head coaches in the NFL, he's one of the more notable. He's the one who's in commercials with Patrick Mahomes. You just see him around. You see him a lot. He's been in the league a long time, well-respected. I feel like if you know a decent amount about football, you know Andy Reid. And then for the 49ers, you have Kyle Shanahan, who has a little different of a story. He is a Nippa baby. His dad, Mike Shanahan, was a head coach in the NFL. Kyle Shanahan is younger, only 44 years old. He's been coaching, granted, in smaller roles in the NFL since 2004, starting as an offensive quality control coach. 
ends up being a wide receivers coach, quarterbacks coach, offensive coordinator, and then becomes a head coach for the 49ers in 2017. And growing up, like I said, his dad was a head coach. He was the head coach for the Broncos for 14 seasons and won two Super Bowls as their head coach. And since Kyle Shanahan has been coach of the 49ers, they have made it to four NFC Championship games, which is huge. And now this is going to be their second Super Bowl. So in a short amount of time, obviously a great career and just getting the Super Bowl win This is the thing that is missing from his resume right now is getting that Super Bowl win. And moving on to a different position, I feel like I've touched on the quarterbacks so much with these two teams. Obviously, with the 49ers, you have Mr. Relevant going from last in the draft 2022 to being in a Super Bowl 2024. And then with the Chiefs, you obviously have Patrick Mahomes, which again, six years as a starter four years going to the Super Bowl. And so obviously with Brock Purdy getting drafted in 2022, he was not the quarterback the last time these two teams played each other in the Super Bowl. It was Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback for the 49ers. And so that is obviously one of the big differences between these two teams. Because a lot of the other key players are the same, except another difference is in the running backs for the 49ers. They now have Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey was at the Carolina Panthers before coming to the San Francisco 49ers. And like so many people on this team, just a star, one of the best in his position. And similarly to Shanahan, his head coach, Christian McCaffrey also grew up with a dad in the NFL. His dad is Ed McCaffrey, who was a wide receiver in the NFL for 13 years. He ended up winning three Super Bowls. One of his Super Bowls was with the 49ers. And so if Christian McCaffrey wins a Super Bowl, him and his dad, Ed McCaffrey, would be the second father-son duo to win a Super Bowl with the same team. Another weird fact is that Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan's dad, coached Ed McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey's dad, in the NFL when they were both at the Broncos. And so you have father-sons coaching father-son player-coach duo. And while we're on the McCaffreys, Christian McCaffrey is engaged to former Miss Universe and influencer Olivia Colpo. And the 49ers, like I've said, star-studded team, also star-studded wags. I mean, they have Claire Kittle, you have Christian Juszczyk, obviously Olivia Colpo, so many fun wives and girlfriends of these athletes to follow along. They have great game day fits, all the things. The 49ers, they're stacked in that department too. And Olivia Colpo was making the news this past week because she bought a Super Bowl suite for the McCaffrey family. And so these Super Bowl suites start at $2.5 million. Let's say that that's what she paid for it. They include 20 tickets and food, alcohol, drinks, all included with that. And so that's $125,000 per person for these suites. 
just to give you some insight to the going rate of Super Bowl sweets. And of course, I can't bring up former Miss Universe without bringing up Miss Americana herself, Taylor Swift, who will likely also be in a $2.5 plus million dollar suite at the Super Bowl. Everybody has been making sure she can get from Tokyo in time to Las Vegas. I think we all know she will be there. She will be in that suite. It's a Taylor Swift Super Bowl. Another interesting fun fact about this game is that this is the first Super Bowl played in Las Vegas, but they do not want the teams staying anywhere near the Las Vegas Strip, and so they are actually staying at different resorts 25 miles away from the Las Vegas Strip, and these lakeside resorts that they are staying at are just across the lake from one another 25 miles away from the Vegas Strip. Another fun fact for you is that whenever there's been a team who has been favored the entire season, they have been favored to win every single game, including the Super Bowl which that's how the 49ers have been this year. Every single game they have gone into, they have been favored to win. There has been five times that those teams have gone to the Super Bowl, and every single time that team has lost. The favorite team has never won the Super Bowl. So let's see if the 49ers will change that. Another fun fact is that since... 2004, the team wearing white in the Super Bowl has won 16 to 3. So of those 19 Super Bowls, 16 times the white team, the team wearing the white jersey has won. For this Super Bowl, the Chiefs are wearing red and the 49ers are wearing white. And that was my quick overview of just a few of the things happening with the Super Bowl, some storylines, some insight into the history, fun facts behind these teams. I will be watching this game on the edge of my seat. The game will not be over until it is over. Both of these teams have shown that they can come back from being down. They have both a lot to play for, both thinking that they are the underdogs, revenge game, all the things that the Super Bowl is. Again, I'm excited. It's going to be a good game. Let me know which team you are rooting for, and I cannot wait to cover it next week with you all. See you then. See you Monday for my Super Bowl coverage. This has been a 58 Ember production. For more shows, please visit the 58 Ember channel, 58ember.com, or find us at 58 Ember Media on socials.